I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast. Join me on an exploration of mindful modern magic, a journey towards deeper understanding of self, and transformative individual spirituality. It's June 10th, 2021, and today's episode is number six of a special seven-episode series on the basics of magic, all about magical energy as a form of communication, and how important it is to be clear in our magical practice. Are you ready to grow your soul? Welcome to the next to the last episode of the series on the basics of magic. I'm really enjoying how this is coming together and it's super rewarding to watch listenership go up through this. So I want to say thank you especially to all the new people who are discovering the podcast and to everyone who's told their friends about it. So um, I honestly get a lot out of the podcast creation process for myself but it's that much better when I know that other people are listening and interested and getting something out of it too. So, so I've kind of saved the two most important points about magic for these last two episodes, or at least I would say that these are the two biggest lessons about magical practice that I have learned along the way. And the one that I want to deal with today is the idea that magic is essentially a form of communication. And I've talked a lot about, I mean, well, I just generally talk a lot about the nature of spirit in alchemical terms. And I want to kind of revisit that here for a second. Um, earlier in this series, I did an episode about how magic is all about energy. And in that episode, I talked about how spirit is just another word for magical energy, which really includes all types of energy. And so now we're going to take this one step further. Exchange of energy is communication. That's, that's the only way we can communicate. There has to be an exchange of energy of some kind. Sure, for, for communication to happen, there also has to be some, some common language, some common form and interpretation so that all the parties involved actually derive meaning from what's happening. But, but the mechanism by which communication happens is energy exchange. Sound energy, thought energy, heck, think about how we transmit data in digital terms that's like pulses of electricity or light rendering meaning in binary. So if when we're doing magic, what we're really doing is sending out mental energy and other types of energy to convey our intention that's communication in very basic terms, right? Or at least if we stop the exploration at that point, we can at least say that it's an attempt at communication. And that's really, if you want to learn how to be effective at magic, one of the keys is to kind of speak the right language with it so that what you're trying to accomplish is properly and clearly communicated. So here's where we get into one of the most important and hardest things to learn when it comes to getting really effective at magic. So I've told the story before of when I first learned about sigil magic and I did a series of sigil spells to kind of test out the process. And if you've listened to all of my episodes, I don't remember when I told this story, <clears throat> maybe even episode one, but this is the pink bra story, or at least the, the, that was part of this series of spells. 
But what I learned from that, other than to be open to various forms in which your intention can manifest, so I think it was episode two, um, other than that, I, I learned the importance of being really clear in stating your intention. And it's like with any communication, it's not just a matter of knowing what you want to convey, but conveying it so that the other party really understands what you mean. So for instance, one of my spells was something about selling a piece of artwork that had been in my shop, the shop that I had at the time. I had been in my shop for a while. And another one was about losing a certain amount of weight by a certain date. And because it, it, because I was also trying to be very brief and very concise in my statements of intention when constructing the spells, some key details got left out <laughs> that at the time I didn't think needed to be there. But I finally, you know, I did finally sell some artwork from the shop after a long dry spell. It just wasn't the piece that I was thinking of. And I did lose that amount of weight by the specified month, only it was a year later. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometime after that, I came across something that reminded me of the spells that I had done. And I realized that, that it had worked as I specified. I just wasn't very clear about, as clear about it as I could have been. And I think, I also think always <laughs> in this stuff about a story that I read that was in the first feng shui book that I ever got. And it was about a woman who had written out an intention and and placed it in a box in her house as she was feng shuiing things so that, so that she would manifest a relationship that would end in marriage. Only she'd written, I want a husband. <laughs> and then proceeded to date a string of guys who all turned out to already be married. <laughs> so I think we often get more focused on the ritual and the mechanics of a magical practice, what it looks and feels like and what the various methodologies that we want to use and all of that, when really the core of getting magic to work for us is to become good communicators, to become really good at saying exactly what we mean, which yes, means being clear in our own heads about what our intentions really are, but more than that, it means honing our ability to clearly state those intentions. If you're enjoying this episode of Waxing Soul, the experience doesn't stop with the podcast. Each week we dive into a different part of the world of spirituality, magic, and self-evolution, and most episodes feature a companion download which you can find at bridgetowens.com podcast. Check out last week's episode where we discussed intuition, our subconscious, and how our brains do magic, and come back next week when we will continue the series and talk about how magic isn't just about changing the world around us, but about transforming ourselves. Now back to the episode. I mentioned earlier the thing about communication involving two parties. It's not really communication if nobody gets and, and understands the message. So when it comes to magic, who are we communicating with? And in a lot of ways, yeah, it's true that we're communicating with, you know, the universe, with the world around us, with whatever is around us that can be influenced by our energetic output and whatnot. But, but again, what I learned through experience, backed up with research, but definitely mostly through experience, is that we are not speaking directly to the external. You know, we speak first to ourselves, to our subconscious, our souls. 
And in the episode about energy, I talked about how, well, that relationship between energy flow and mental energy and the environment we're in and the kinds of change that we make just through the application of energy or spirit. You know, that's how our magic functions, how the intention that we communicate gets put into action. But but the leadership in this process doesn't rest with our logical brains, right? We're not directly creating the outcome. We're putting our intention out there and releasing the process. And our logical brains aren't really capable of that. Like either we do things, we see what we want, and we do the logical things we need to do to make that happen with plain, mundane, cause and effect type actions. Or we have to give it over to something other than our logical brain. Like the energy exchange and the flow that causes things to manifest as opposed to being directly created, that stuff comes from our deep self, our our soul or our subconscious. So the communication has to be with that level of our being. When we create a spell or we design a working, we're communicating our intent to our subconscious. It's, It's kind of delegation. It's embedding a subroutine in our base programming so that our intuitive pathways take over and shape our interactions and get the ball rolling. So the key here is really to learn how to speak your own language. And this is yet another reason why I am so adamant that that magic is individual and personal and comes from within. So even if your way of doing magic involves some other being, some other force, it's not your logical brain that's carrying on that relationship. It's your deep self. Um, You know how like when you're around somebody that you're not really compatible with, (laughs) not really comfortable around, and you're trying to be really polite, you know, even if they don't pick up on it, your subconscious self isn't participating in that interaction in a positive way. You know, it's, it's, it's not, you're not the same with them as you are with someone you really hit it off with. So whatever you're endeavoring to, you know, have a magical relationship with so that they can help you manifest your intentions or teach you or whatever, you've got to get your soul on board with that. And and that means knowing yourself, knowing how to communicate with, with your subconscious, your deep self, you know, learning the language of your base programming, your operating system, listening to, to what your subconscious has to say. And that's different for everyone. It goes back to episode 10, where I talked about wonder and awe and stuff that really lights you up. That's, that's really the key to cracking the code of how to communicate with your deep self. Maybe you need ritual. Maybe you need symbolism. Maybe you need, maybe you need to bake cookies about it or <laughs> draw up your intentions as cartoons, you know, whatever. It's, it's kind of like finding the little tricks to motivate yourself or bribe yourself to do things. Not that we want to bribe ourselves to do magic stuff, but the language of how you do that is pretty magical, right? And it's a huge shift to think about your magic repertoire being really about your own inner language, your own code, and not about figuring out some you know, preordained universal language or whatever. In a, in a lot of ways, our internal language, our internal code is easier to learn to work with because it's already there. <laughs> it's natural. It, we just have to learn to tap into ourselves and, and, and to learn it if we haven't already. But I, I think it helps to kind of think of it as a process of learning to hand over tasks to your inner self, you know, finding a working relationship 
between your logical brain and your deep self as if they are, you know, two different departments <laughs> passing projects and reports to each other. So it's it's really about clearly laying out the parameters of the desired outcome. If you have a suggestion for future show topics, please tag me on any of my social media profiles. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. Visit BridgetOwens.com for information about my upcoming book release and other spiritual resources, and for expanded versions of the downloadable resources for each episode, as well as access to patron-only Q&A live streams and a monthly Zoom meetup, join the page of podcasts tier on my Patreon at patreon.com slash waxingsoul. Communication, finally, is also really a two-way thing. It's not just one party talking at another, it's, it's getting responses. So even in magic, communication means learning to listen and, learn, and listening to understand, um, active listening. And we talked about this back in episode two about being open to the ways things that, that, that things can manifest. And that's a huge part of it. It's not just being open to possibilities, though. It's actually tuning your subconscious into the messages that come back from the universe and tuning our logical brain to listen for reports from our deep self. And that's, that's a really crucial distinction to make. So my, my point in episode two was really that we have to turn our logical brain off as far as looking for signs, looking for results, all of that, because that's a fast track to trying to micromanage the universe to, to getting frustrated and down about things not working the way, you know, working out the way we hoped because our logical brains aren't good at letting go. They only really let go if they can trust something else to be on the case. <laughs> so that's another great reason to get really good at magic because it's a way to take sources of stress off your logical brain and hand them off to your deep self to handle, you know, behind the scenes so that you're not obsessing. But that means that you have to kind of keep the logical brain off the job. <laughs> and instead of looking for signs from the universe and stressing out about that, just have it tuned in to picking up the signals from your subconscious. And again, those take whatever form is kind of dictated by the inner language of your own self. You know, maybe it's a certain feeling or an unusual thought or an impulse to do a certain thing. It's either something you have to learn for yourself through experience, or it's something that you can include in your intention. You know, tell your subconscious how you want to be notified that something has worked, which feels weird to some of you, I'm, I'm sure. But it's something most magical practitioners feel comfortable asking of the powers and energies they work with, right? Like, here's my intention. Here's maybe the sign I want to see to let me know that I've been heard. And that's not part of everyone's practice, but it's not. But it is part of some. <laughs> and it's really, you know, it's a way to let our subconscious self, our deep self, our soul, whatever you want to call it. Those are all the same thing. That here's the intention that my logical self is turning over and delegating. But here's also the form I want the reports in, please. <laughs> and then... Still, forget about it. Release it, which takes practice. And this is this is magical practice, right? But, you know, let go of it. Because even if your logical brain isn't actively thinking about it, your subconscious is going to be like, hey, remember when you asked me to make you think about squirrels when this thing that you wanted manifested? Well, here you go. Squirrels. It may be a weird example, but whatever. Figuring out how to do that, how to clearly communicate what it feels like to get replies. That all 
takes action and participation and practice. Sitting around thinking about it won't actually get you there. Um, it'll all remain theoretical until you do it. And this is why things like keeping a book of shadows, keeping a journal, doing small experimental workings just to learn and see what happens, that kind of stuff that's part of learning magic in a lot of traditional senses anyway, that's why it's all useful and important. It's a process of learning to speak the right language and to be clear in your communication, learning from the times when maybe things don't go to plan. So just... So there's just one more episode to go in the series. The expanded downloads are available, as always, at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast. And the next invite-only live stream Q&A will be on the 28th uh, of June, <laughs> either on my Facebook or on my YouTube channel, depending on what happens technologically between now and then. Um, the launch of the Patreon is slated for Litha on the 21st. And as I've been talking about it, it'll have two tiers. The first tier will include the expanded downloads like I'm doing for this series, um, a monthly Zoom meeting, a monthly Q&A live stream. And then the second tier will include all of that, plus I'll release and send out five cards from the Waxing Soul Oracle deck, which is going to sort of be built along the way um, each month with some cool features and Patreon-only cards and such. It'll be very cool. Um, I'm really excited about all of that. So if you want the details as they emerge, Go submit a question for this coming Q&A at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast so that you're on the mailing list. And again, so, so, so very thankful for all of the new listeners again. And we'll be wrapping up the series next week, um, jumping from this, this whole thing about communication to um, a, a really great topic, the one that's kind of the most important part of magical practice as I understand it, which is personal evolution. So... Can't wait to dive into that with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Look for a new episode of Waxing Soul every Thursday. You can find us on BridgetOwens.com slash podcast and wherever you usually listen to podcasts. If you can't find us at your usual podcast spot, drop a message to Bridget at BridgetOwens.com. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Music is Dreamcatcher by Kevin McLeod, used under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International. Find out more at BridgetOwens.com podcast. Many, many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family. None of this, of course, happens in a bubble. Until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.